but I ran out of white. Oh. Well, I still have white. The brush just broke off of the cap. So, so then use a different brush. Where would I find a brush? <laughs> would you like to ask the audience? Kennedy, where would you find? You could use his hair. Hey! <laughs> he says, hey! He doesn't have any right now. It's all matte. <laughs> yeah, he's got like matted pieces. He's gonna get like, um, what are those dreadlocks? I don't know how to help him because he can't go to any groomer because he's a bastard. He'll bite them all. <laughs> he's already been banned from two places. <laughs> but how would they know? I guess because they have your email and they're like, um, no, your dog's not welcome again. <laughs> this is a different one. <laughs> it's a different dog, I promise. His name is Schmanity. Schmanity. Kentity. <laughs> Lots of teas. I love a tea. So you named a dog very similar to the dog that you already had. Pre yes. I was just very sad when he was gone. <laughs> God. I'm this. Well, it's like, um, what's his name? Gary Coleman naming all his kids Gary. Who Gary? Ew. Yeah, I'm pretty certain it was Gary I Coleman. I they were all women. No. George Foreman? George Foreman. Not Gary Coleman. George Foreman named them all George. And I think even the girls were named George. Not even Georgina? She's I don't think George. so. Hmm. I don't know. I might be making up rumors. Wow. That is incredibly narcissistic, and it sounds like something that you would love to do. Me? Yeah. Well, I don't want to he hear. I, <laughs> actually, I don't want any children. Speaking, I don't want any children. But if I did, they would be named Chris, obviously. <laughs> no, because when I was younger, I used to literally hate other people named Chris. Like, so much. It would piss me off so much that other people were named my name, even though it's one of the most common names in e everywhere. Okay. Yep. Uh, oh, she grounds me. Um, I saw something on gay Twitter where it was like, gay people may, may not, uh, you know, like all the same things, and we may not all be mask, and some of us are not femme, but we can all agree on one thing. We've all dated someone. Yep. I've even dated someone named Chris. That's weird. Yeah. I will never have that problem. Yeah, Spencer. <laughs> I would have to search far and wide. <laughs> to find another Spencer? Or have somebody change their name. Uh, the only other Spencer I know is a dog. <laughs> I've known, like, maybe ten Spencers in my whole life. Oh, boy. I don't even think I've even known that many. Oh, you didn't do it in the microphone. I did. <laughs> <laughs> So good. <laughs> uh, but no, I like le legitimately like I used to hate the people named Chris until like I got to know them more, and then I would still hate them. <laughs> I appreciate you, but I don't. Like I don't you. like you. Like, oh, you're a nice person. Fuck off. <laughs> In elementary school, I was like, I'm, there's so many people with the same names. There's going to be somebody with my name. Aww. Never anybody. <laughs> and then people would just call me Steven, and I'd be like, yep. Yep, that's it. You I'll got, be you Steven. got it. <laughs> me and Steven over there, we got the same name. I love that. <laughs> Nobody ever gets my name right. <laughs> I get Stevens. Spencer. I get... Uh, Why is it so difficult? It's cause It's know. simple. I get Steven all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I've gotten Stuart. Stuart, I get a lot too. Okay. Um, Why? I don't fucking know. And then, I have one question. How dare you? <laughs> I have one question. How many fingers is this? Are, do you smell toast? Are you stroking? There's um, my latest coworker. She called me. What was she calling me? I think she was calling me Lance. 
How was that even close? It wasn't even close. She was she was like, I don't even know. You just look like Lance. I was like, okay. who does Lance look like? She was like, you. You, <laughs> you bitch. I was like, is it? I was in the mirror, like that woman from that television show with all the equations around her face. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'd be surprised the, the number of people who get my last name wrong. I, th- that's why people always make jokes whenever I say, oh, it's white like the color. And they're like, do you have to specify that? And I'm like... You would be surprised. <laughs> Comically, let me tell you a story. Yeah. People used to spell like W-I-T-E or like W-I-T-T-E, like witty. And, you know, just because they didn't want to think that it was the color. It's like, it's literally the color. Like, I don't understand how to explain this to you besides saying white like the color. So <laughs> nobody has ever gotten my last name wrong. <laughs> well, that, yeah. <laughs> that is not surprising. But white, it's five letters. It's five letters like Smith. So why is that any different? So I don't, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. Yes, sir. That was a reaction, girl. <laughs> he just loves noises. <gasps> Kennedy. I hear things. You love noises. I hear them. You a baby. Are you a baby? He is a baby. You know what babies deserve in this time? What? They deserve Aussie Pet Mobile. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to tell you about it. Do you want clean a, a, a clean pet without all the hassle? Packing Fido up in the car and driving them all over town is a chore that many of us pet owners rarely enjoy doing. What if instead you could have the groomer come straight to you? With Aussie Pet Mobile of River Oaks, you, you can! can! Aussie Pet Mobile has spacious custom-designed mobile units with all the luxuries um, – Oh boy. All the luxuries of the slot. There you go. AC, heat, electricity, and water. No hookups needed, and they never use kennel dryers or harsh chemicals during the grooming process. Their vans ensure that your groomer has the ability to take care of all your pet's needs, including hair care to paw care and everything in between. They even offer special services such as de-shedding treatments, whitening treatments, hair styling, Dead Sea mud baths, dark color enhancing treatments, and facials. Their groomers are trained and certified and will pamper your pets with a personal 100% cage-free one-on-one experience all in the comfort of your driveway. You know what else Aussie Pet Mobile groomers are trained on? What? They are trained on good social distancing practices. My favorite thing. Absolutely. Make your appointment and be sure to ask about our contact-free pet grooming service. You know, that's who I need to call is Aussie Pet Mobile because... One, this is getting way too far. <laughs> and two... He's like, sir, sir, what is this? They know how to deal with a dog that is... Um, Anxiety uh, prone. I was going to go more for unique. <laughs> but okay. Is that what people call me? No, no. people call you a bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. You haven't gotten that to your face yeah, yet? Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> Not since I no. cried about it last night. <laughs> last night. Actually, I was crying for a different reason last night. Tell us why you were crying. I Chris. was crying. Uh, Savannah just texted me, "What are you doing?" Crying. Cry. Crying about Parks and Rec. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and I was sitting on the couch over there texting you, just being like. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on the phone with my my friend Cody, and Savannah was on the couch next to me. And, like, the funniest thing was, like, I opened up my laptop. So the, they had, like, a little, like, um, special before the actual reunion at 7.30. They had a special at 7 instead. And it was, like, basically a tribute to Parks and Rec. And uh, at 6.45, I opened up the screen, and, like, there was a, a preview for it. And I literally hadn't even pushed play. It was just a picture of Leslie Nope and Ron Swanson. <laughs> and immediately it was just like, oh! And Savannah was like, it's a picture. <laughs> You're crying. You need help? A picture. And so I was like, oh, it's happening again. <laughs> oh, my 
god. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay, we're good. So then I played this like. It I was, mean, if you really want me to, I can cry with you. You just gotta think like for five seconds. Give me five seconds. I'll be right here with you. <laughs> One day my mom's gonna die. Literally can't say that. No, don't say that. Um, as we'll go into speaking that seven existence really is uh, not great. Um, but yeah, so then once, of course, the tribute show wasn't even the actual reunion part, and I cried throughout that entire thing just because it was like replaying like adorable moments from the entire season. So of course I was crying. So um, if you want to see Chris cry, there are pictures on our Spoopy Podcast at Instagram.com and our Spoop on Facebook. Uh, if you want to go check those out, Thomas was like, "Why did Chris post this?" I was like, <laughs> "I told him to do it." <laughs> Your He's mom like, laughed oh. at it on Facebook. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> I saw the the notification for like who was responding to it or like interacting with it. I looked at it and there's just like one laugh and I'm like, oh, I'm sure it's one of my bitch ass friends. <laughs> no, it's your mom. My mom. Oh, Cassie. So shady and I love it. <laughs> That's how I know that I'm her child. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, it was a wild ride. So if you guys are Parks and Rec fans, <laughs> just like I am, uh, you should go watch that reunion episode. Uh, I'm planning on rewatching it again, but I'm 100% certain I will definitely ball crying again. So You should call Chris. Wait, no. You need to announce it live and then put your phone down there. <laughs> just just uh, put a spoopy podcast live. Just like, oh, oh. Well, what would happen is, like, I'd go through waves. So, like, there'd be, like, something that was, like, really, like, tear-jerking. Sometimes it wasn't even tear-jerking. It was just, like, something happening. And I'd just be like... Oh, it's happening. And then, like, my throat would tighten up, and then, like, water would well up in my eyes, and then it'd all go back, and I'm like, okay, this is good. This is good. And then it happened again. These allergies are crazy. Oh, God, it's happening again. It just, like, was on repeat. It was really funny. It's like an undulating cycle. LOL. (laughs) See, mine is more of, like, a constant. I just cry constantly. (laughs) Thomas, I think, tweeted it to Dan Levy (laughs) during the Shit's Creek uh, finale. Because I started on the episode before. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, she loves her mom. Oh, my God. I can't handle, can't handle the. <laughs> well, that's enough about crying this week. Um, you want to talk about some spoopy stuff? Let's talk about spoopy stuff. Yay. <laughs> Is it my turn to go first? Um, I think so. I think so, too. What did we talk about last week? Um, oh, I talked about the acid bath murder, and then you talked, talked about, about the missing. Three girls yeah, from Fort missing three girls. So you went after me, so you get to go first this week. All right. Mm-hmm. So she's got some names that are going to happen in this mm-hmm. that are questionable uh, in my pronunciation. So Where is this at? Poland. Ooh. So well, we got some East European Eastern Slavic. Eastern European uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. So bear with me. Bear. <laughs> bear. But I did wrote, write out little um, how I would say it. Just looking F- at the phonetics. letters. Phonetics, yes. Yeah. Um, also, I know that my unresolved mystery April is over, but um, I'm going to continue with it because I can. I didn't know that we had a theme for April. I did. Oh. <laughs> did you didn't remember that everything was an unsolved murder? No, I didn't realize that, no. But anyways. <laughs> this is not making that noise. Mm. Did. How are you almost done? <laughs> I, I sip nervously. <laughs> um, so... This mystery is very shadowy, and there's not a lot of information on it, uh, mostly because most of it's in Polish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I tried to read the trans- the Google Translates, but it's like, 
It's she broken. had sister, and one was fourth before last. She says to her friend, please tell me what happened. And I was like, um, we're going to go for the one English source on this. And see what happens there. So this is all from one subreddit on the Unresolved Mysteries uh, subreddit. Was, is it true or is it fiction? It's true. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He's the only buddy, or only buddy, only person, I guess, that... <laughs> translated a lot of it yeah. from Polish to English. Yeah. Um, well, Polish is not necessarily a language that everyone just knows. knows. <laughs> yeah. And it's more difficult than Russian. Oh, yeah. It's like a mixture of, like, Russian, German, and, then like, other Slavic languages. So Germany like, plays a lot in this. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, how many letters is that, and why does it only make one noise? <laughs> so, <laughs> today we're... <laughs> Why is it ten letters long and it just has one and it's syllable? Just a, ha. Ha. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about the disappearance of Mateusz Kavecki. Or uh, wait, no, Mateusz Kavecki. Kavecki, okay. Uh, he was a thirty-year-old man from Hutkov in southeastern Poland. Someone call me. I don't know you. Um, <laughs> at the time of his disappearance, he's working in Hanover, Germany. Okay. Or Hanover. 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 Doing construction. Um, He was working in Germany for approximately five years prior to his disappearance. He lived in Hanover with his father, who also worked in Germany. Mateusz was uh, was in a long-distance relationship with his Polish fiance. I couldn't find her name. Uh, Or it was probably there, but it was just like a jumble of six letters. But you thought was just another word. (laughs) Um, she, She was expecting their very first child soon. She lived in a village called Lipiagura in northwestern Poland. On March 28, 2018, after his shift ended at 11.30 p.m., Mateusz left Hanover to spend Easter with his fiance and prepare for the birth of his child. He was by some accounts planning to propose to her during this visit as well. He was driving a 1998 BMW 255 or 225. Wait, what year is this? 2018. Okay, so recent. Mm-hmm. Okay. I said 225. 525 is the brand of the the model. Model, yeah. Um, He was expected to arrive at around 8 or 9 in the morning because it's roughly a 402-mile drive. Can Savannah come over? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Around 10 – we're social distancing now, (laughs) so she can hang out on the porch. (laughs) Sit out over there. (laughs) Um, Around 10, 10 10.30 a.m., Mateus, according to his father, uh, his father called him and asked him – what's going on what's happening he's like i'm stuck in stuck in traffic uh, and i've waited about two hours in this traffic jam and there were accidents and he was around Szczecin on the town uh, a town that's on the germany poland border uh, he also sent a text to his girlfriend reporting that he would be there in about two hours Szczecin uh, is approximately 133 miles from his destination Mateus will never make it to his fiance's home. Oh, so that would be like driving from here to San Antonio, 130 miles. Yeah, that part. Yeah, but say he started in like Mobile or something. Oh, okay. It's 400 miles. Not Mobile. No, I'd probably say something in New Louisiana. Orleans. Yeah. Um. Blue, blue. Uh, the fiance becomes worried after hours pass, and Mateus does not arrive. She calls and calls, but Mateus never picks up. She gets in contact with his sister, Katarzyna, who also lives in Hanover, 
around 5 p.m., but even his sister cannot get through. The phone completes the ring cycle and goes to voicemail, indicating that it is not turned off or inoperable. Okay. Later that evening, Mateus's mom goes to the police. They discourage, discourage her from filing a missing, per, missing persons report, and they believe it is too early and that he will show up eventually. After waiting the, air quotes, appropriate amount of time, his Which family, is what, 24 hours? I guess. I mean, it may be different in but, yeah. Eastern Europe. But, but here but in America, it's 24, 24 hours. hours. Yeah. Um, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if he's driving, obviously he's either been in an accident. Mm-hmm. Or something's happened to Or him. something's happened to Exactly. Him. So 24, waiting 24 hours or however long it needs to after that. Like, 24 hours is a lot of time. Uh, for between someone, life and death. Exactly. For folks. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> after the amount of time they reported missing in both Germany and Poland. Mm-hmm. Okay. The German police refuse to investigate on the grounds that he is no, uh, he's in Poland now. The mm-hmm. Polish is Polish is deep. Well, do they know that? <laughs> they don't. Um, but as long as Poland is investigating, they won't investigate. The unwillingness to share information in this case between the countries is blatantly a theme in this case, similar to the Zodiac killer. Yeah. I mean, we've heard this story before. Yeah, the conversation. don't want to work together. The research, what was the one that we researched that they also just didn't talk to each other? I don't know. Into the mud. <laughs> it's probably um, here. Here in Houston? Candyman or something like that. I don't think it was the Candyman. Because I just finished listening to those episodes. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Dahmer? No. And now, I don't remember what it was. Um, Casey. There was something, in, we didn't research Casey yet. Oh, Kendall did it. Yeah. Wait, if he's already done that research, why didn't he just come on our podcast <laughs> as a guest? He could. Because <laughs> like, hey, he come. was not really focused on the murders. Oh, okay. He was he's focused like, on other aspects. He was a person. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, and I don't really want to give him that much credit. Yeah. <laughs> also, Kendall's going to come, come on here and be like, let me tell you. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? Um, <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> no, I literally can't imagine murdering little boys. Um, so the family asks the Polish police to locate Mateusz's cell phone. Um, at this time, the phone was on for a couple days, um, but the police were unable to do so because he was using a German SIM card. They asked the, for the German police to do the same, but they were un- unable to locate his phone because it was in Poland, and their systems would only recognize German towers. Losing patience with the police, Mateusz's family began to their own investigation and drove along his route, checking into gas stations and convenience stores to view their video surveillance cams. They searched markets and towns near the border with Mateusz's picture in hand to show to the locals. They put up posters with his image. But only Poland's doing this, not Germany. The, only the family is doing this. Oh, Poland okay. isn't even the Polish police are not doing this at all. Lord. Um, so they put up posters, but unfortunately there are no leads for the next six months. Wow. He went missing in April. Mateus's vehicle, or Mateus and his vehicle vanished without a trace. Family spoke out on local and national news broadcasts in opposition to the police, stating they were not doing enough. Mm-hmm. Well, they weren't doing anything. Exactly. <laughs> uh, on September twelfth, two thousand and eighteen. The Kovechki family, neighbors, uh, one of their neighbors calls on the house. He uh, asks to talk to Mateus's mom, and he's asking about a strange smell that's emanating from the family barn. Mm. He says there's been a smell since July, at least, and it seems to be getting worse. Uh, the other neighbors have begun to complain. The neighbors suspect it's a dead animal that's crawled in. 
um, he asked the mother if he can check below the barn's roof. Half of the barn is walled off, like, down the center. So mm-hmm. there's a room here and then an attic above it. But they never really went into the attic. She told him to go ahead. So he went out and climbed the ladder uh, in the barn to the top of the stairs. And he found a pile of clothes. Oh, boy. Upon further inspection, he realizes that it's actually a body in a very advanced state of decomposition. Especially this was six months after the fact. Mm -hmm. A severed head and torso. (laughs) He notices there are two nooses tied to the roof, one in front of the body and one behind the body. And on the floor by the body, he discovered a backpack. All the stuff seemed to be Mateus's, but the corpse was much too decomposed to be ID'd. The twist was incredibly strange as the Mateus's family lived in Hutko, Hutko, Hutkov in the southeast of Poland, while Mateus was headed for the northwestern portion of the country for Lipia Gora. Uh, the distance between the two towns is about 400 miles, mm-hmm. basically from one side of the country to the other. Hutkov is one of the furthest villages from the German border. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Polish police ceased their investigation, stating that the noose indicates that the death was a suicide. Oh, God. <laughs> they immediately returned all of Mateus's things <clears throat> to his family. Four days after the discovery, Mateus's family began clearing the barn. In their cleaning, they discovered Mateus's shoe with his foot still inside. Oh, my God. It's unclear whether the foot was severed or not. Um, the police obviously did not do a very good job surveying the scene. And this was recent. This was two, two years ago. Not even two years ago. And they, basically, like a year and a half ago. And they just did not... Yep. Wow. Um, also, on his clothing, many of his teeth were stuck to it with what seemed to be blood. The author notes that while a head can detach from the body after being hung for some time, it is quite unlikely that the teeth would become detached from their head after death. Mm-hmm. And still have blood that has attached them to the shirt. I mean, there's obvious signs of foul play here. His foot is detached. Or like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. This is an angering case. Mm-hmm. Um, of other note about his positions, his clothes appear to have multiple bloody patches. Difficult to discern as they are dirty, but they might suggest beating. Inside his backpack, there is a Polish brand of water bottle with cigarette butts inside. I didn't see anywhere where it said he didn't smoke. Mm-hmm. So maybe he smoked occasionally. A lot of Europeans do. So Yeah. Um, and an orange juice box. Mateus's family thought this was quite strange because Mateus was known to dislike orange juice. Hmm. All of the evidence is released without analysis by the police. Oh, my God. So the police are just like, oh, he just... He killed himself. He killed himself. Just, he lost all his teeth, but whatever. Yep. <laughs> okay. One of the most important pieces of evidence that's never been found is his car. Nobody's ever found his car. Oh, my God. Uh, it's been seen nowhere. Not in Poland, not in Germany. The keys, the vehicle registration were in Mateus's. Uh, the keys were in Mateus's uh, belongings, and his wallet were, but the vehicle registration was not. So that means the car wasn't even like stolen. And on top of that, if you have a stolen car, I mean, at some point you have to register it or something. You know, there's nothing, which means that car is probably in a lake somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, another mystery revolved around Mateus's cell phone. According to his family, the last call in his log should have been to his, uh, from his uncle on March 29th at 10 in the morning. However, the cell phone lists one more call on March 30th. The call seems to be accidental as it lasted only for a second and it never reached a tower. Mateus's family claims that they've entered the barn often during this time between April and September. Um, and if there was a body hanging from a noose, it would have been visible mm-hmm. from their normal activities in the barn. 
Um, they also note that living in such a small village, it's unlikely that no one would have noticed Mateus's arrival in town yeah. because they grew up there. They all knew each other. Um, and that's pretty much all the information there is about it. Mm. So what they're with saying that they would have seen a body, they're basically saying like it would have been it was visible. dumped there. The the body was dumped there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, he was definitely murdered. Mm-hmm. And I just can't believe that the police were just like, No, he committed suicide. Yeah. Like what evidence do you have that he committed suicide besides the fact that there's a noose hanging ab- above his head? Like, I understand the neck is not really attached to anything. Like, over time, as it decomposes, like, having the pressure there, you know, can make the the head pop off, essentially. Uh, but, I mean, the foot being detached and, like, the teeth not being a part of it, like, that doesn't make any sense. And, like, if, if the teeth were detached, it would have been, like, when the head fell down and then, like, hit the floor or something like that so and the teeth fell out. Teeth. But it would not have gone shirt. to his shirt. Exactly. That doesn't make any sense. That's... Oh, how? And how they never I specify doing... where they find the foot either. Yeah. I think he was definitely kidnapped mm-hmm. and um, probably tied, tried to be ransomed or something. Well, I have the question. Well, if he was ransomed, he would have been ransomed to someone of the family, right? Well, I think he was not compliant. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And then they started to beat him, and he was just not going to tell them anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he got that phone call. I think he by that time he would already have been abducted, mm-hmm. and they were just like, "Drive us, drive us wherever we want to go." Yeah, and um, he probably was not receptive to that. But then, how would they have found out his uh, family home where they lived? I mean, I mean, he just, I guess he could have been there later. Yeah, or that leads to the fact that maybe it was somebody he knew. Yeah. And they sure. murdered him, you know, somewhere in the middle of Poland. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, we got to get rid of this body. Let's go drop it off at his mom's house. His mom's house, yeah. Interesting. Because I'm sure if he's <clears throat> going between Germany and Poland, he in 20, 2018, he doesn't need a passport because it's part of the EU. EU yeah. Um, but maybe he has some sort of, like, citizenship card on him to where mm-hmm. they can. I'm sure Identify he's based that. in yeah. Hutkoff. There's so many questions, and yeah. there's no information, and the police, and, and the police just didn't care. care. They still don't care. Yeah. <laughs> That's stupid. That makes me mad. <laughs> but then again, I can't get mad because I'm trying to maintain not being mad and not elevating my blood pressure, you know? <laughs> what? Just today? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> no, because I think that, like... Because I, I think I said it on the podcast, or maybe not. It was just, when, it, like, recently, I, like I said, I've been waking up super early... And like with my heart beating, like oh, I wonder yeah. if it's my blood pressure, <laughs> which is kind of scary. So I'm like, let's keep that under wraps and not like not get me angry for no reason. So like, let's not get crazy here. Don't get crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, that was spooky. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy. I think it's just so crazy that it's so recent. Yeah. Like that happened. I mean, we were hanging out in 2018. Yeah, exactly. Just I knew doing you. regular yeah. weird gay shit. Yeah. And this guy. Was murdered. Murdered. <laughs> yeah. Murder. Murder. And I can't imagine that happening in the, in the States. I yeah. mean, I guess that's just maybe some sort of an American ex- American exceptionalism. Mm-hmm. But there can't, I mean, there's so much there. That there's so much just pointing. Like, well, Suicide. This is, this is it. But I guess it's not even so much, because that, that woman, what's her name? She killed herself in, in the jail cell. Oh. Um, so. Sandra. Sandra, Sandra Bland. 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 Sandra Bland, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess if there's somebody that's willing to cover it up, yeah, cover it they up. will cover it up. Exactly. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. 
didn't kill himself. No. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to get another White Claw real fast, if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. You know what? Bring me one, too. Okay. We can do that. ALOL. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, it, it just makes me mad. Like, think about that they just... Casually <laughs> threw somebody's life to the side exactly. as if it doesn't matter. Like, they just looked at it and said that nothing... Where's the black cherry? Uh, there okay. should be one on the top shelf. Yeah, they just like casually like just decided that his life didn't really matter that much, um, and that investigating into it just was nothing. I don't know because I mean, if they had actually investigated things, maybe they could have found some hairs from someone else, or you know, blood or where is that car? Exactly, where is Where's the, the fucking car? car? The car. That's a big item that just disappears. And, you, I like, mean, how does one lose a car? Yeah. Now, I mean, it's 1998. So there's not any kind of computers in it where they can kind of track it mm-hmm. with a car. But if you had listened to the woman when she was like, hey, my son's not where I expect him to yeah. be. He didn't let anybody know. Yeah. I think there's a problem here. Yeah. You, the least you could do would, could be put out a, a, a stop signal on mm-hmm. the license plate. Exactly. Something. I'm sure somebody will be able to see that. Yeah. And I mean, if, even if they can't, at least you did your last ditch effort to try to find this person before they eventually succumb to what they succumb to. Yeah, but uh, uh, also as well, we had a point A and a point a, a planned destination to point B and then where he ended up being found, point C. So, I mean, along those routes, why can't we search for things? You know, like something At least put lines. out the, the uh, notice on the vehicle for <clears throat> that area. Exactly. It's baffling to me. Baffling. Goddamn poles. Yeah. I love that. No, I don't. Um, okay, well, let's talk about it's another... It's not all Polish people. That's just a bad police person. Yeah, just the xenophobia. You yeah. can't do that. Can't do, not on this podcast. I'm foreign anyway. Not allowed. Not, not on, on my watch. watch. Not on my watch. <laughs> what is that show even about? Um, I don't know. What, what are what are the housewife shows about? Rubbing uh, your face. Uh, 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 <laughs> the only thing that's fake or phony about me is this. this. <laughs> Love that. Um, okay, well, I'm going to tell you, talk about... Um, a spooky podcast first. Uh, so we've had our ghost stories, we've had our murders, we've had our serial killers, we've had our unsolved everything. Well, I'm going. Our al- we've even talked about aliens and conspiracy theories. Um, but what I am going to talk about today is a curse. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to talk about the curse of Tutankhamun. <gasps> Have you heard You're about this? Horse historical on the I podcast. know. This is so weird. Let me get my monocle. <laughs> oh yes. Mm. <laughs> Shallow and pedantic. <laughs> um, so the, the curse of Tutankhamun actually refers to Kunch. Mm-hmm. Can I say it on the podcast? I already did. Ooh, too late. Yeah. Too late. Oh, so many noises. Um, the dog left. He's bye. Hates that noise. <laughs> Bailey hates my fans too. Um, so of course, when I come home drunk from the gay bar, she's, she's like, like, "Oh God, I gotta go hide. I'm gotta hide." So the curse of Tutankhamun refers to a larger area of curses of the, the curse of the pharaohs. Uh, the curse pharaohs. of the pharaohs. The curse of the pharaohs is said to be cast upon anyone who disturbs the mummified body of an ancient Egyptian, especially the pharaohs. Oh, honey, I saw the mummy. I know. Oh yeah, Brendan Which, Fraser. Actually, did you know the mummy so was based off of a book? Well, a I book written that. in the 1860s. But does it have Brendan Fraser in it? No. Do you think that Brendan Fraser? Is, he's not hot anymore. Which is sad. Yeah. Um, I think he made me gay. I think he's hot. I don't know. 
I, I hope so. I think he made me gay because that movie was something. Sensual. And he was spicy. I can't do that that whistle. Soft and soft, soft and supple. supple. <laughs> Silks and satins. <laughs> um... So there are many instances of these uh, curses of the pharaohs um, that are written on the inside of the tombs or on the facade of the tombs. Uh, They are more so directed at preserving the ritual purity of the tomb uh, rather than actually being a warning for potential robbers. Um, Curses related to tombs is, however, very rare or not very rare. They are rare as the idea of the desecration of the tomb was already unthinkable to begin with. uh, So it was dangerous to put that into writing. Um, so basically what I said earlier, just like, don't speak that into existence at all. Um, so they are common, uh, they most commonly occurred in the private tombs of the old kingdom. So before Hellenistic expansions, uh, and before the Roman empire. So basically before Alexander the Great conquered and went through Alexandria, um, the tomb of, oh boy, An- Anctifi, Anctifi, Anctifi. Um, in the night, you didn't sound them out. <laughs> no, on how was I going to sound them out? You put it into the translator and have her say it. No, um, it contains the warning: any ruler who shall um, do evil or wickedness to this coffin may Heman, a local deity, uh, not accept any goods he offers, and may his heir not inherit the tomb of Kintika Ik Ikeki. <laughs> I want to read these. Kentika Ikeki. This one? Kentika Ikeki. Yep. Ikeki? Something like that. Um, contains an inscription, As for all men who shall enter my tomb, uh, or this my tomb, impure, there will be judgment, and end shall be made for him. I shall seize his neck like a bird, and I shall cast the fear of himself into him. Oh, the fear of myself into him. There. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so the curses after the Old Kingdom became much less common, uh, though they were much more severe. For example, cursed be those who disturb the rest of a pharaoh. They that shall break the seal of this tomb shall meet death by a disease that no doctor can diagnose. Coronavirus. Yeah. Sometimes they invoke the wrath of Thoth. 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 Um, which like eagle face. Yeah. He's got the. He's a god of judgment and death. Oh no, he um, has an Ebus face. He, I think he has like a baboon face. No. I think that's what it said here. Let me go back. Egyptian man with the head of an oh, no, an ibis or a baboon. Oh. And animals are sacred to him. Anyways, so he's a god of judgment or death and then uh, they also would invoke the destruction of Sekhmet which is the goddess of healing and protection the destruction of healing yeah oh. so she would basically say I'm not going to protect you in the afterlife so <laughs> she's like I'm out bro <laughs> I'm out bro I'm just <laughs> heading out and heading that's, out that's verbatim what she would say back in those days too. <laughs> yeah it's like I, I'm gonna head out <laughs> I <laughs> So hieroglyphs were not deciphered until the beginning of the 19th century by Jean-Francois Campollion. <laughs> I don't speak French, so. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of L noises. Campollion. Campillon. Campillon. Uh, so report, I don't speak French. <laughs> well. And I'm very bad at it. You could have asked Google. But I'm not. 
<laughs> I was like, she's, gonna she's, she's listening. <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> That's my name, bitch. <laughs> wet, wet bitch. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get my sister Maria. <laughs> She'll come down here, bitch. Um, so reports of curses before this were um, assumed to be bad luck related to handling the mummies and other artifacts from the tombs. So a little bit of um, some history before we actually have a real uh, the the curse that I'm talking about. Um, in 1699, uh, Louis Pinacher uh, wrote a Panzer. what? Panzer? I don't think he's French. Louis. Louis. Louis is French. So. Louis Penetcher. I think he was from um, his Poland. Yeah. Poland. No. Yeah, something like that. I've studied Poland today. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's Louis Penetcher. Penetcher. He wrote an account in which he recorded how a Polish traveler bought two mumbies uh, in mumbies. Al- mumbies. <laughs> <laughs> what word did you two, say on Wednesday that I really mumbies. wanted to do? I don't remember. Politically. <laughs> oh yeah, politically. Politically. Polictolily, lily, polictolally, something like that. Lol. Anyways, um, in Alexandria, and embarked on a sea journey with the mummies in the cargo hold. You said it again. I didn't say mummies. I said mummies. This episode's gonna be called Boo Mummies. Boo Mummies. <laughs> um, the traveler was alarmed by recurring visions of two specters, uh, and the stormy seas did not abate until the mummies were thrown overboard. So they were like, "Oh shit." We're having these crazy ass <laughs> dreams, and uh, the storms are storm. crazy. Throw those mummies off. Break We're the not, sky. Yeah, everything's whoa. Everything's gone. Um, the cloud literally hovers over the ocean. He's like, "I know you're here, <laughs> following you, following you." <laughs> this is just a coincidence, girl. Um, Zahi Hawass, a renowned Egyptologist and archaeologist. Imagine having the title Egyptologist. I just want to know. Well, so <laughs> there's a funny white people tweet about that. Oh, boy. It was like my friends went to college for eight years to become a doctor of Egyptian history to be called an Egyptologist. <laughs> and he can't find a job in Egyptology, so he went to teach at the university in Egyptology. And I think this is the best experiment of a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. There's so many pyramids! Uh, um, what well, I think is, uh, is very fascinating is how these people figured out that language. Mm-hmm. It's a dead language. Nobody knows it. It's a language that doesn't make any sense. It's just pictures. It's just, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can obviously... I mean, if it's a finger like this and then a finger like that, obviously. That means sex. Means sex. But <laughs> obviously. I don't think they even drew like that. No. I think it's just like a weird gator that's in a river. And, and weird comes faces. Out of some, yeah. Some grass. And then there's a baby. And you're just supposed to be like... Oh yeah, you don't touch yourself or you'll get eaten. Yeah, simple as that. I <laughs> Period, <mean>. sis. <laughs> Come that's, on, that's tea though. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so Hawes recalled that as a young archaeologist excavating at Kam Abu Bilo, um, he had to transport several artifacts from the Greco-Roman site. His cousin died on that day. Uh, then, on the first anniversary of his cousin dying, his uncle died. And then on the third anniversary of his cousin dying, his aunt died. That's not a good day. Three people died on the same day, just years apart. How crazy is that? On the same calendar? Did they switch the calendars at this time? I don't fucking know. Um, I don't fucking know. This guy is, uh, I think he's still alive. So this was, oh yeah, in the 1900s. Um, 
Yeah. So his cousin died on that day. Oh, I already said that. Years later, when he excavated the tombs of the builders of the pyramids of Giza, he encountered the curse. All people who enter this tomb, who will make evil against this tomb and destroy it, may the crocodile be against them in water and snakes against them on land. What did may I the just hippopotamus say? be against them in water and the scorpion on land. So, Gator hanging out in the grass trying mm-hmm. to eat that baby. Just, just hanging out in the water and snakes going to be up on the land like... <laughs> Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) Just uh, just like a little sassy. You should have seen Spencer's um, face on this. It's just like, bitch. (laughs) I don't look that gay. Okay. Yes, I do. (laughs) So. Nobody's gay on this podcast. No no gays. No gays on this podcast. Hold on. Did Savannah text me? No. Yeah, bro. What did your bitch? Th- <laughs> what, did, bro, bro? I'm gonna start that. saying bra. Bra. Hey, bra. 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 Hey. Are low. Y'all wanna come over for, uh, and, and drink some white claw? Drink some white claw. Well, I told her to bring more. Bring more. White claw. White claw is law. Um. So although Hawass was not superstitious, he decided not to disturb the mummies in this case because he was like, um, that's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I am head out. <laughs> I don't want a hippopotamus to attack me in the water um, or scorpions on the land. Um, however, he later was involved in the removal of two child mummies from um, bah- Baharia. Bah- Baharia. Baha Blast from yeah. Taco Bell. That's... Baharai. Bahar. Baha. B A H A R I Y A. Baharia. Baharia. Yes, something like that. Uh, the Oasis <laughs> to a museum and reported that he was haunted by the children in his dreams. The phenomena did not stop until the mummy of the father was reunited with the children in the museum. He concluded that the mummies should not be displayed, though it was a lesser evil than allowing the general public into the tombs. Okay, but which one was in that episode of Scooby-Doo? Stop. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I gotta know. <laughs> I gotta, gotta know. Because actually... Mr. Jefferson, the janitor. <laughs> and they also ripped that one off. Let's <gasps> go through with it too, if it weren't for you fucking <sighs> Egyptologists. <laughs> and then like locusts. The, just yeah, just the jaw mouse. opens up and locusts come out. Exactly. Um, wait, that's happening right now in, in like Ethiopia, and they're eating all their foods. Yeah. Um, so Hawass also twenty twenty. We got locusts. We got. Pl- the plague. Plague. I is saw this, something today was like, is this the apocalypse? Congratulations, everyone, on making it to level five of 2020. Oh, Hope you use your experience points well. Oh, God. Aliens are next. <laughs> Literally, like, NASA Cover gave us that video. Thing in tin foil. We're going to start growing turnips in the floor. <laughs> Just get, let's get ready. Period, sis. Let's go ahead and do some, um, what's the hydroponics? Well, uh, guess how much time I spent on learning about what vegetables you can grow in an apartment. Um, Hours! <laughs> there are, there's a few of them. Yeah. It was like potatoes. I was like... Baby, you know I love potatoes. Broccoli's mean... good. Broccoli and spinach, you can grow those inside. Baked potato soup. <laughs> you can grow yams, cheese. but yams are they're more viney. Sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can grow potatoes. They just grow. You just have to have a big pot for them. Well, yeah. And then I think, do I really want to be in an apartment if it's the end of the world? I'm going to the lake. <laughs> going to the lake house. So you're going to just plant it's an it. undisclosed location. Nobody's allowed to know. <laughs> I know where it's at. Don't come find me. 
Don't come find me. I'm hiding. Um, anyways, so Hawass uh, also recorded that an incident of a sick young boy who loved ancient Egypt was a subject to a miracle cure in the Egyptian museum when he looked into the eyes of mummy King Amos, which or m- mummy King, m- the mummy of King Amos the uh, first. So apparently this kid was like super sick and then like went to the museum like as he was dying and then suddenly got better. Okay. Okay, girl. Um, you sure it wasn't bed rest and care? Yeah, surprise. Um, so, just getting all those out there. Though authors in the late 1800s wrote sci-fi regarding the ideas of mummy of the mummy curses, um, I think like um, what's that? Jane Austen, the one who wrote Pride and Prejudice, she wrote a, a book about mummies in the 1860s. Uh, oh, some other girl wrote a book in the 1850s about mummies. Well, that and was like that, a popular thing. And everybody was like, this is the new thing. Yeah, 18, yeah, exactly. And um, the, w- one of them who wrote that in the 1800s, that was what the movies were apparently based on. The mo- mummy movies were based on like that. Only the first one is good. Yeah. Because Brendan Fraser. I like the, yeah, I like the one with the kid. Ah, well, Brendan Fraser's in that too, so I guess yeah. that's okay. N- anyone where he's not in it is not good. Yes. Um, Sold. Yeah, so Sold decided... Um, so it wasn't until 1922 that the, all of these stories and the sci-fi became even more amplified and brought into the mainstream with the expedition led by Howard Carter, um, and the discovery of the tomb of Tutankhamun. That's, uh, they started writing movies about that time, about that at that time as well. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out. Did you write when the first one was? No, I didn't write about the movies. Um, but they're in the Wikipedia article. I can pull it up. I think there was a black and white with it. Yeah. Um, um, there's a 1964 film, The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, The Pharaoh's Curse in 1957. 1932. Oh, okay. The Mummy. Well, okay. Well, Great acting. Yeah, I'm going to keep acting. talking um, about this because then we can talk about the curse, actual curse. Uh, the belief in a curse uh, was brought to many people's attention due to the deaths of a few members of Howard Carter's team and other prominent visitors to the tomb shortly thereafter. Carter's team opened the tomb of Tutankhamun in 1922, uh, launching the modern era of Egyptology. The famous Egyptologist James Henry um, James Henry Breasted worked with Carter soon after the first opening of the tomb. Uh, he reported how Carter sent a messenger on an errand to his house. On approaching his home, the messenger that uh, the messenger thought that he heard a faint, almost human cry. Upon reaching the entrance, he saw the bird cage. Um, occupied by a cobra, the symbol of the Egyptian monarchy. Carter's canary had died in its mouth, and this fueled local rumors of a curse. Where, Car- does, where does this person live? Egypt. Oh, okay. I was like London with a cobra. <laughs> that does not make any sense. That's yeah. all play. No, it's it, definitely in um, uh, Egypt. Egypt. Yeah, because I mean, he was doing work there. Um, so Arthur Weigel, a previous inspector general of antiquities to the Egyptian government, uh, reported that this was interpreted as Carter's house being broken into by the royal co- cobra, um, the same as the one that's worn on the king's head to strike enemies, um, and the very day that the king's tomb was being broken into. This account of the incident was then reported by the New York Times on December 22nd of 1922. So the New York Times must have had nothing to write about it. They were like, this canary got eaten by a cobra. Like, <laughs> There was like a day in the 1930s where... BBC News reported they were like, nothing bad happened today, and then they played the piano all day. 
I love that. I wish that would happen now. Yeah, but it's physically impossible. It is, and like new news sources find reasons to. If they have a slow news day. They're like, let's talk about this issue that we talked about a long time ago. We're gonna bring it up again. Let's do it. Where are her emails? <laughs> okay, Fox sorry. News, calm down. What? Hello. <laughs> well, not even relevant. Um. So then, the first of the mysterious deaths was that of Lord Carnarvon. Carnarv. Carnarvon. Damn it. Carnarvon. 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 There you go. Um, he had been bitten by a mosquito and then later slashed that bite while he was shaving. It then became infected and then he died as a result of blood poisoning. Uh, so two weeks before he died, Marie Corelli. Oh. So good. Marie Corelli wrote an uh, imaginative letter that was published in the New York World magazine. Uh, in which she quoted an obscure book that confidently asserted that dire punishment would follow any intrusion into a sealed tomb. The media frenzied on this um, with reports that a curse had been found in the king's tomb, which was actually untrue. There was not any curse written inside of his tomb, so that goes against the popular idea. Yeah. So like I was saying earlier about how these uh, certain tombs had things actually written, this one actually didn't have anything written. So a lot of people claimed that there was a curse there but there wasn't actually a curse somebody was uh, like we gotta make this interesting yeah <laughs> gotta spin it that's what marie corelli had said uh, and then everyone believed it well you know who believed it superstitious benito mussolini oh the fucking dictator in oh, italy uh he had once accepted an egyptian mummy as a gift ordered its immediate and then he was like bitch i'm not having this i got no curse get this out yeah, of here. exactly. He ordered its immediate removal from the Palazzo Chigi. You um, know, but if that was a gift that I received, I'd be like, "Well, my, so many better things." My, exactly. My thought is like, well, I don't know. They're donned in like gold and shit like that. So <laughs> just take the gold off. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't also, know. I mean, there's plenty of other things. There's plenty of other things, but on top of that, I guess I am just trying to think back to the nineteen early 1900s where they just were like. Let's just fucking take these bodies yeah. of, like, these dead people because they look pretty and, like, it's it's cool. The, I don't know. How about we bury it? We'll dig up your grandma and give it to Benito Mussolini. Yeah. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> you, well, that's what you well, just fucking did. what's different yeah. about this, uh-huh. Sarah? Why is this a different uh, – why, why? Why? You know, but I prefer an experience as a gift more than, like, an object <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> so send me to the – well, that was even like in the, the 1699 or whatever it was that I had mentioned earlier, that guy who got two mummies. They were just like, here's these two mummies we found. You like them? Okay. Here you go. <laughs> I mean, fucking Europeans destroyed so much of this fucking planet. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> and what were they going to do with them when they had them? Look at them? I, I, <laughs> I got the no words. The answer is no. No. The answer is what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's here. Ask me if I want a dead body. You want a dead body? Absolutely not. Do, Please not, don't get. Do you that. want a mummified body? No. The petrified. No. You sure? Yes. I'm sure it probably smells disgusting too. Taxidermied eagle. I'll think about it. But a mummy? No. no. Hard pass. Um, so then, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. God, he had three names. Sir Arthur he Conan Doyle made a lot of good books. Creator of Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes suggested that Lord Carnarvon. Damn it! Carnarvon. <laughs> uh, his death was uh, had been caused by elementals created by Tutankhamun's priest to guard the royal tomb, and this further fueled the media interest. They were like, 
yo, he did what? What is this elemental thing? <laughs> so they just like sunk their teeth into that one. Uh, Arthur Weigall reported that six weeks before Carnivarn. Yeah, I said that. I said it right that time. Just say Dr. C. Lord, the Earl of wherever he was. Um, Sussex is always a good one. Sussex, say Sussex. Sussex. Uh, Before Lord Carnarvon's death, uh, he had watched the Earl laughing and joking as he entered the king's tomb and said to a nearby reporter, I give him six weeks to live. And he died six weeks later. (laughs) Uh, The first autopsy carried out on the body of Tutankhamun was by Dr. Derry. Uh, who found a healed lesion on the left cheek, which is the same location of, of the, the, shaved. the the bite and the the mosquito bite, and then he shaved it, and then that's what caused him to die. Um, the real cause of death was actually strep of the skin, which I have heard of. You can get a virus in, in your skin, and it can go into your brain, yeah. and like uh, it is terrible, or bacteria, not virus. Sorry, um, and then led to violent pneumonia as well, uh, which is was also believed to be. Um, exacerbated by the toxic fungus as well that was like in the in the tomb but they don't they can't con- really confirm that this guy already had like s- respiratory issues like out the ass anyways um so i mean it was just like added to it but like no one else in the tomb died from respiratory issues comorbidities yeah i don't like that word comorbidity that's yeah. a good word um, so the next in the series of bad luck falls on Carter's friend, uh, Sir Bruce Ingram, who received a paperweight composed of a mummy, mummified hand with its wrist adorned with a scarab bracelet marked with "Cursed be he who moves my body. To him shall come fire, water, and pestilence. Soon after receiving this gift, Ingram's house burned down. And then when they rebuilt it, a it flood. Down again. Oh. No, a flood. So fire, water, and then pestilence. So, I mean, he, Disease. he got lots of things. Um, so then Howard Carter uh, was entirely skeptical of such curses. However, he did write in his diary a strange account in May of 1926 when he saw jackals, the same type as Anubis, jackal, who's the jackal, harbinger jackal, of, of death. Jackal, jackal, jackal. It's a jackal. jackal. It's if it wasn't jackal. right the first time, what makes you think it was right the second bloody time? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, he saw jackals, and they're the guardians of the dead. Anubis is the guardian of the dead, the harbinger of death, essentially. Uh, so for the first time, this was the first time that he'd ever seen jackals in his 35 years working in the desert. So he was like, uh... Are jackals, like, just around? I've never... It's like a wolf, right? Kind of, yeah. It's a dog type A desert thing. wolf? Yeah, desert wolf. That's the kind of type that I'd like to be in some sort of a game. A desert wolf? Yeah. Like a Skyrim kind of thing? Yeah. I'll be a desert wolf. Do you, um, have you ever played Breath of the Wild or Zelda? Yeah. Okay, just checking. Um, the Grudos. Grudos. I always loved the Grudos. Yes. <laughs> I wanted it's to like be a, a bunch of ladies. A desert witch. <laughs> With some I love that. scanty clothes. That just ruled everyone. Mm. Like, bitch, I'm in charge. Okay, hey. cool. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> there was one that was in, because um, I've been playing Breath of the Wild. There was one that was like up on Death Mountain. And she was just like, do you want to buy these jewels or not? Yeah. And I was like, uh. She's like, funny seeing you here. I know you're burning. You want some jewels? <laughs> you want Let's some jewels? Off. I don't have that problem, but you do, obviously. And she's like in a little bikini. And like, <laughs> <laughs> look at this. Look at this mouth scarf. <laughs> I love that. Well, so then as we continue on. Uh, George J. Gould I, a visitor of the tomb, died in the French Riviera on uh, May 16th of 1923 after he developed a fever following his visit. So I think that he could have died from the toxic like malaria as well. Or, uh, or malaria, yeah. Um, 
A.C. Mace, a member of Carter's excavation team, died in 1928 from arsenic poisoning. Captain Captain the Honorable Richard Bethel, um, Carter's secretary. British people are so weird <laughs> with all their titles. I'm absolutely fine with that. <laughs> Captain the Honorable Richard Bethel. Lord it- Lovely Sickens. <laughs> <laughs> Those are actual words. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Christopher the Second. And then there's a at the end. And no one can clap until this is done. <laughs> well, he died on the 15th of November of 1929. He died in a bed in a Mayfair club uh, in a victim of suspected smothering. Um, Howard Carter opened the tomb on the 16th of February of 1923. No, he opened it in 22. Um, and then died well over a decade later on March 22nd of um, 1939. However, he some still attribute his death to the curse because he died at the age of 64 and he died of like... Oh, fuck. I don't remember what he died of. I wrote it down somewhere. I mean, you're 64 in 1932. Yeah. Could be literally a splinter. <laughs> yeah. To the, Could have been anything. Like, between the ring finger and the middle finger. Mm, it doesn't say what he died of. No, it does say somewhere. Fuck. Oh, he died of lymphoma. So, I mean, he was out in the desert without sunscreen back then. So, you, <laughs> you got sunburned too many times and died of lymphoma. Simple as that. Um, I hate, I've realized that I say that saying so much and it makes me so mad. What? Simple as that. Simple as that. Simple as that. Simple hey, as that. That's like my a, period, sis. There was a woman that I used to work with. She was my friend, mm-hmm. Mary Kim. And she used to always say, hey, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'd just be like, shut up. It isn't <laughs> always what it is, okay? Yes, sometimes. Get it. That's the way that things go. <laughs> yeah. But you don't have to point it out. Well, that's what I just. Simple, simple as that. Simple hey, as that. It is what it is. That. Yeah. It just irritates me. Uh, I irritate myself. I mean, simple you irritate as that. me too. Aww. We can bond over common. that. <laughs> Shut up. Everything that I say is irritating. Period. Period. Simple but I'm as that. not going to acknowledge that, so it's fine. Well, I just acknowledge that I annoy myself on the podcast. So, um, so wrapping up here, skeptics have pointed out that for that many others who visited the tomb or helped to discover it uh, lived long and healthy lives. A study showed that of the 58 people who were present in the tomb and sarcophagus were, um, when it was open, only eight died, excuse me, within a dozen years. All the others were still alive, including Howard Carter, who died of lymphoma in 1939 at the age of 64. That's where I wrote it. I knew I wrote it somewhere. Uh, the last survivors included Lady Evelyn Hebert, Lord Carnar Vaughn's daughter, uh, who was among the first people to enter the tomb after its discovery in November of 1922, uh, who lived for a further 57 years and died in 1980. The American archaeologist J.O. Kinnaman, who died in 1961, a full 39 years after the event. So there's, I mean, lots of people that like were in this tomb. There were 58 people that went into the tomb uh, and were there when it was opened. So there could have been... It's, it's not necessarily a curse. I just think <laughs> it's, it's crazy that they're like... What year is it? 1932? 22. 1922. There's not really a whole lot to do right now, guys. Um, four of the great hobbies for ha- being rich is horseback riding, uh, eating weird shit, <laughs> going to Egypt and going in tombs, 
uh, or hanging out at the the palace. You got to pick one. You got to pick so one. So fifty eight of you guys are gonna have to go into this tomb come, right come on now. With me. Well, so Lord Carnarvon, Carnarvon, shit, was the one who um, funded this whole thing. So like he was the one who like gave all the money. So that's why he was the first person to go into the tomb. First person, and then he got bit by a mosquito and died. <laughs> yep. Imagine, imagine if you got bit by a mosquito and just died. Like, oh well. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Period, period says. says period. So yeah, wow. That's it. I'm done. I mean, I guess I love history, but still, mm-hmm. I would not be like I'm gonna be the first one to go in this old place. Exactly. I'm gonna go into this tomb. Let somebody else do it. I'll read it in a book. Yeah. You let me know. <laughs> I would love to be there while it was happening, but I would not go in. I'm just like I just want okay. to touch the outside. Yeah. Just look at this pyramid. Wow. <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> Ew. Okay. This is rough. Feels like sand stone. Samsung. <laughs> um, I was looking at something because mm-hmm. I always look at stuff. End of sentence. Uh, nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, apparently, the the pyramids used to be white. Are, really? Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. Well, maybe if the the because um, the stone that they had was just gotten just was carved was just carved. white. Yeah. yeah. Okay, understood. I can see that. And then the sand and time and everything just yellow. Yeah. And... Yeah. Because, I mean, you think about what happens to vinyl floors in the sun. <laughs> I just got a bubble on my nose. Um, yeah, and, uh, like, the uh, Sphinx is falling apart. Imagine carving that big of a rock. Like, it's m- massive. Just get you and ten of your friends. Yeah. Just get together. Just carve some crazy-ass rocks. I'm surprised that nobody's doing that during the quarantine. Yeah. Get get to carving. Well, I guess you can't be get with to other it. people. Um I'll carve on Tuesdays. You carve on Wednesdays. <laughs> Rachel carves on Thursdays. Just a little bit. And we'll be done in two months. Two uh, Hundred months. <laughs> a very, very long period of time. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I can't believe that like they built these, like the pyramids, the massive pyramids with like. Nothing. Well, with nothing. But also like the with the fact that like. There are like entryways and like hallways and like all that stuff, um, and I just find that really crazy. Because like mean, when you look at them, it just looks like blocks of blocks. Yeah, but I mean you could I mean you could set it up first and then carve it out. Mm. True. But think about like work. the Native American pueblos. That's true. Like a whole entire village built into a side of the cliff. Or even like the Mayan pyramids. Those things are crazy. Yeah. Love that. History is wild. People Literally are wild. wild. Or, <laughs> you know, one mystery that I absolutely love, the Easter Island heads. Where did that come from? And Where they're like go? really deep into the ground. Too. Yeah. And there's no trees in that island. So they're they, not made of trees. What? They're made of stone. No, because the, the reported theory is that they like got logs and like rolled these massive heads like whenever they carved them. But there was no there's no evidence that there were trees hmm. on this island. So they don't know how they moved these giant heads. Uh, a lot of elbow grease and perseverance. I don't know, man. That's a lot. That's a lot of elbow grease. Listen, you're asking a lot right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, I really, we're on an island. Can yeah. we just lay here? Do you also know where the Easter Island is? It's in just the like middle a of ti- nowhere. tiny island in the middle of the fucking Pacific, Pacific Ocean. There's no, nothing else near it. No other island. Hey, it's not like Hawaii. Polynesians are crazy. Yeah. They, they, they did some shit. I love that. Wow. wow. You know what else I love? What? Economy yes! Works! Tell me about it. So, um, Economy Works is uh, 
Uh, these are not the ones that I was trying to read earlier. Hey. Hey. Are you a small business owner trying to do it all? I might. Take marketing, for example. Nowadays, your business has to have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn account. On all of them, they have to say, we understand you're going through this hard time. Mm-hmm. And Listen. email you five times a day about it. Exactly. Economy Works has time to take pictures for you. They'll write posts for you. They'll get them posted online. They'll like them. They'll comment them. They'll share them. They respond to your followers for you. They provide messages that are important and not pedantic like that. <laughs> not shallow and pedantic. Um, mm. Economy Works is here to help in this time. So let the Economy Works Talent Network help you do more with less. Because the economy works. When we work, the economy works! Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W O R K S.com. I got it right that time. <laughs> I've slowed it down. Okay. Because if I do it too fast, it's the R. Dorcas. Dorcas. Economar Dorcas. Does that mean that I should also help us plug our sister podcast? Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about gay stuff! Uh, because we love them. They help you kiki, uh-huh. connect, celebrate. Always. It's a nice... Did you just read that off my shirt? <laughs> no, I just know it. Because I am wearing an L-Tag shirt. And I is love that it. what that fashion is? Yes. Wow. It's a new 2019 edition. I didn't notice because it was on you. Yeah. And usually you don't The weird, like, fashion. awkward shape yeah, of my boobs, like too. weird kind of <laughs> shoulder pads yeah. with the, like, point. Yeah. Do you like the jacket? I mean, do you remember Rita from Power Rangers? It's kind of like that. <laughs> the headpiece is a little smaller. The horns, yeah. The, I mean, yeah. I mean, the I think horns are natural. They're just coming out of your head like that, right? I love, yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. They're all natural. How often do you polish them? I like to trim them uh, twice a day, but they. Oh, they grow that fast? Yeah, girl. Oh. Gotta keep these devil horns in check. Hey. Anyways, so let's talk about gay stuff. They are a great podcast that we support and we love, and they tell us all about that gay history that all of us youngins need to know, period. Um, the children. The childrens. The Educate childs. the childrens. Um, so, and then, of course, listen to our Rupee podcast. That's uh, our Rupee podcast. Exactly. Talking about our RuPaul's Drag Race. Our RuPaul's Drag Race. And we will not be not stopping that because... Uh, it's going to go on for a couple months, apparently. Yeah, because All Stars is apparently supposed to start right after uh, right after that. And then apparently, possibly Dragula season four again. Oh, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. I've just been hearing talks um, about that. Uh, and then... Sorry, can you hear that? Yeah. Um, and then we're also supposed to potentially have uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Germany, right? Or Australia and or Australia all at the same time. So why not have everything all together uh, and just keep us doing Rupee things, you know? Wow. Um, so, yeah, there's that. But Love that. What else do we have to plug? Oh, Sassy Hour. Yeah. Plug Sassy, Sassy Hour is every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, hanging out with our friends from the Let's Talk About Gay Stuff crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, we... You know, we have a good time. We invite our friends on to talk about weird shit, whatever yeah. we're talking about. Play games. About. Play games. L- watch us lip sync. I made uh, a tie Do pod. all the things. <laughs> um, what else? All the things. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. We got games. Shaved our head. Yeah. Well, me. You shaved your head earlier. You're just bald. I'm just bald. I'm just normal. Like, wow. Oh, they're coming for you. We got the wee-woos. Um, they're coming for me. It's happening. Um, well, yeah, I don't. 
I think we got everything covered here. I mean, we should probably tell them where they can find us. That's oh, yeah, we didn't do our that. Our Spoopy Podcast on OurSpoopyPodcast.com, Our Spoopy Podcast on Instagram.com, Our Spoopy on Twitter, and Our Spoop on Facebook. You want to drop us a line? Just hang out with us on email, just Speaking you and me. Of, That's OurSpoopyPodcast at gmail.com. We did get a line drop, but she didn't do it on... Um, uh, on email. She said, I'm dropping a line this week and I'm uh, messaging you. And it was in regards to Honey Mahogany. Since we mentioned Honey Mahogany. Oh, uh, we need to save Honey Mahogany from herself. Yeah. So apparently she she said that she's been elected to the San Francisco Democratic County Central Committee uh, and is the first black trans person to be voted in uh, public office for her state. Really? Yeah. So she, she was like, I know that... Uh, I know this because she was a guest on a podcast in uh, on a Drag Race podcast a few episodes ago, uh, and it seemed relevant to the episode since we mentioned uh, her, even if we were just talking about her captain. Wow! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I loved Honey Mahogany. So thank you, Marissa, for dropping us a, a line. A trans woman now. Yeah, oh, I guess wow. so. Yeah, I didn't know that. Good for you, Honey Mahogany. Wow. Get your judge, girl. I always loved you, girl. Yeah, I know you wore those captains <laughs> all the time, but <laughs> so yeah, we. I still thought you looked beautiful. We do accept all of your uh, dropping the lines. Whether or not you want to drop us a line as a message on Facebook, uh, drop us individual lines on Facebook, or message us on uh, our podcast at gmail. Or if you just want to talk to me and you don't really want to talk to Chris, just drop us a line on the email and I'll on block him. <laughs> I will block him for you. He okay? can't see it. He can't see it. Well, I mean, that means we should probably tell them to get, get spoopy, spoopy with it. it? 